Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. Behind the glass, as usual, producer Christina. Christina, how are you? Great, how are you? Doing well. Uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. Short, and as usual. It's always too short, especially now that football's back. Like, oh, definitely. That's <laughs> too short. So, uh, I, was, I was in Vegas over the weekend. Um, Happy birthday, Pop. My dad turned 70, so we took him to go see Stevie Wonder. It was fantastic. It was oh, a lot nice. of fun. Uh, speaking of Vegas, not that he lives in Vegas. He's here. Uh, it's it's Cole Wright. Welcome welcome to the show, man. What's going on, man? Not much. Yeah, you, I'm, you I'm were, synonymous with Las Vegas. Right, right? obviously. Because <laughs> you, you were telling me before we started here that you were going to Vegas for the first time ever. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. First time ever. Um, Never been. Bring sunscreen. Okay. Uh, make, make sure you get yourself some pool time in. Oh, absolutely. Because it is going to be hotter than the hinges of hell. All right. That's what that's what I expected. Right. That's what I expected. All right. I mean, do you have any any, any big plans? Any golf? Any shows? No. I, mean, I, w- uh, I want to go to Top Golf. Top Golf is I've, legit. I've never been to Top Golf. I heard it's fire. Top Golf is legit. I went for the first time uh, about a year ago. Okay. Um, it's fun. It's it's great. It's a great way to spend the afternoon. Hit some balls. Watch some sports. You know, drink a few adult beverages. Absolutely. Go check it out. All right. Um, the Wax Museum. Have you been? I've not been to the Wax Museum. I think it sounds kind of corny. I'm going with my wife. I've right? never been before. Okay. I always felt back in the day when I was, you know, when I was a, a single man. Mm-hmm. When I when I chose a place to go on vacation, I always wanted to go to Miami. Right. All my buddies be like, let's go to Vegas. I'm like, eh, I'd rather go to Miami. Okay. So I was, I tried to debo the vacation. <laughs> say, we're going to Miami. That's where we're going. Right. But, uh, you know, it just always, it was always my wheelhouse to go down there as opposed to go to Vegas. And, and once I got married, I just didn't really feel the need to go to Las Vegas. Right. And if I was going to go, it would be with my wife. And she went for work one time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, the, now you've gone. It's it's fine. I don't ever need to go. <laughs> I was just looking for a quick getaway. And, right. You know, it just seemed... Seem like the perfect place to go. Man. It is. It's great. And there's, you know, the thing about Vegas is there really is something for everybody. I mean, there's even stuff for the kids. You can give them a few bucks and send them to the arcade and yeah. stuff like that. Well, we we gave her a few bucks and sent her to Chicago. There you all, go. All summer, so she's even with better. my parents. So even better. No, no child. But you know what? I the, the theme song. That's, okay. the, that's the NFL HQ theme song from back in the day. No, no, no. That is the NFL fan. It's always been the NFL fantasy live theme was song. Was it? It was the NFL HQ theme song too, though, wasn't I it? I feel like, but I, I've always felt like that track would be great with like Ti and Rihanna. Ooh, okay. I think they could do like, an, nice could do like an epic, right. you know, a T.I. Uh-huh. Rihanna pairing over yeah. that track. I think it would be fantastic. Right. Uh, got a full show for you, though. Of course, Cole is here. We will uh, kind of recap some of our takeaways from preseason week one. And I'm going to make you play the hot take takedown because you, when you were on Fantasy Live last season, every week you would hit us with a hot take takedown and you would uh, you would make us answer some questions. So I'm going to put you on the business end of that okay. this week. Also, we'll talk with Mike Taglier from Fantasy Pros. He's got uh, his look at boom and bust guys for several positions, so uh, we will get his uh, opinions on some of those and uh, kind of hope you hopefully help you make some better draft picks when it comes around to it. But as always, uh, let's do some news. <laughs> through the news all right first of all i gotta say i've, I've been getting hit up on twitter because this that theme is kind of polarizing hot. some people see some people like love it. some people think it's hot like some, people like, sitcom theme song. some people are like get rid of it it's terrible so uh what? yeah i don't Who know said that? i don't know but it's polarizing which sort of is good for me because right. that means more people will listen True. and uh, either they hate it or they love it uh starting off some bad news 
Uh, rookie running back Darius Geis for the Redskins, a torn ACL. He is gone for the year. Uh, John Gruden, or Jay Gruden, I don't know why I wrote John, but Jay Gruden says the team won't sign a free agent running back. I mean, th- there's no way to say this is good news at all, Cole, but now there's kind of a, I don't know, it's, it's a confusing backfield. There's nobody back there kind of uh, to support him. I don't know what they, what, what do you think they're going to end up doing with this backfield? I mean, I don't know. You look at some of the numbers, Samaj P. Ryan, I mean, he's a guy who I think could break out. This, this could be to his benefit, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that you ever want to see someone go down, but when, when, when one, one player does go down, there always has to be that next man up, and I, I feel like Piran could be the next man up. You look at his at his numbers. I mean, six hundred and three rushing yards. I feel like he's the guy who who's teetering on that fence right now. Right. Because I don't know if you remember when before the draft two years ago, they have the, the thing where you know our guys here, you know TD and, and Kurt, they get with all the guys. I don't what, is it out in Costa Mesa or something mm-hmm. like that. And it, I feel like he was going 125% in every <laughs> drill. He was hitting the pad with TD and, you know, busting them all up in the chin and whatnot. It's like, easy, that man's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know, I, I think that he's a guy that's this, it's a high-octane cat, and I think he might be ready to go. And, I, I mean, I don't know. The Redskins, we've, we've seen them. I mean, they, they've had troubles right. year after year after year, no matter what it is. I mean, we know there's obviously a change at the quarterback position, so things are going to depend on that. I mean, I I don't know. If I, if I say anyone is poised to make a move, I would love to say it would be Robert Kelly because, mm-hmm. you know, his his mind is always telling him no, but his, <laughs> his body more times than not is telling him yes. But uh, I think P. Ryan's going to be that cat. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the one thing I know about Samaj P. Ryan, at least this is what I was told before the draft, before he got drafted, is that uh, apparently he once lifted a Volkswagen or something. I don't know. Apparently he's crazy strong. When I hear people, he, like, he, he looks like a grown man. Right. I mean, he doesn't look his age. Not to say <laughs> a bad thing, but he looks like he should be yelling at some kids and running the grill at somebody's cookout. Like somebody's uncle, at least ten years older than what he really is right now. When I hear somebody lifting a Volkswagen, I think of. Clark or uh, uh, Clark Kent in Superman, like when he was a kid, yeah. and his dad almost got crushed by a truck. By truck, yeah, <laughs> right, changing so. the tire, right, yeah. exactly. So, what, was it a rabbit or a bug? It was like a, 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 I think it was a bug. Okay, I think it was a bug. Diesel or no diesel? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Because no, these these are important, <laughs> right? Volkswagen, they, they, you can get either option. <laughs> there you Volkswagen. go. Um, elsewhere, another uh, ACL injury. Deion Kane, Colts wide receiver, rookie wide receiver. He was having a really good training camp. Uh, got hurt in the game against the Seahawks over the weekend. Uh, we know T.Y. Hilton's number one. It looks like Ryan Grant is the number two. The, the bigger question is, though, um, with Andrew Luck there, and I, we're going to talk a little bit of Andrew Luck a little later, but with Andrew Luck there, he looked good. That's got to be encouraging for this whole Colts offense right now. I, I would think so, but you, you're talking about number ones and number twos, but in, in, in all reality, the Colts are number four when it comes to the division. Right. I mean, they're going to finish dead last in that division. I mean, I don't I don't see the Colts winning more than six or seven games tops. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and you know, this could be a hot take. I know we're not to the hot take takedowns section okay. of the show yet. I'm always ready for a hot take, though. But I, I just think that the Colts, and, and no disrespect, and you know something always, you know, somewhat disrespectful comes Whenever you say dis- no disrespect. No disrespect. Right. Yeah, you know, shout out to MJD. But it, it just it just feels like the Colts and Andrew Luck are, are, are never going to win a Super Bowl. And I know that there's only one Vince Lombardi trophy to go around every single year. There's right. only one, but I just don't see that happening. I think that he's been just a little bit overrated. And I think he's still a great, a great, talented quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just a skosh overrated. Like, they put him in a caliber that I feel like he, he doesn't have the numbers just quite yet to be there. And I'm, I know he ha- he's had some playoff success in the, in the past, you know, as, as, as a young guy in the league. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you just have to keep compounding on that. And the other guys – they have the numbers, and they also have a little bit of hardware. And I just don't feel he's there quite yet. And I just think that, you know, I, I feel like the division's going to gonna chew up and, and spit out the Indianapolis Colts this year, man. All right, so for all Colts fans, that's at Cole Wright. On <laughs> Sorry, Colts fans. I mean, <laughs> hey, there's promise. I mean, if, if you just have to put more pieces of the puzzle around him. And, that, you know, you, you see Deion Kane going down. That's not, not great. Right, right. I will say this. People got – I will personally say I, I've been kind of excited about hearing the things about – about Andrew Luck, yep. and I was always trying to be cautious about it. But then watching him play this weekend, like, dude looked good. I mean, and, and I don't know what this means for them winning the Super Bowl. I think you're right. They're, yeah. they're, they're still a ways not, away. Not the that. best quarterback in his draft. No. Yeah. No. Russell Wilson. Was. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson was. Yeah, that, which, you know, they, they've got a whole. And, and, and this year, another quarterback from that draft has a, a very good chance to jump ahead and become the number two quarterback out of that draft. Who's that? Kirk Cousins. Oh, you like that. He's okay. going to like that, too. Wow, interesting. Because if the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins put everything together, they're going to be a tough nut to crack, boy. They look they looked fantastic uh, against the Broncos on Saturday. And, and it's just and preseason. Boy. It is preseason, but still, I mean, I think there's True. still stuff to take away from that. Absolutely. Um, 
Des Bryant, who has been just kind of hanging around looking for Chilling. a gig, uh, he is expected to meet with the Browns sometime this week. The reports say likely on Thursday, but who knows? Um, first off, this this is ranking for the best, most 2018 story uh, in the <laughs> NFL, right? I feel like he's sitting on the couch in his robe like Will Ferrell right. in, in Wedding Crashes. Right. Like, Ma! Ma! The meatloaf! Me! <laughs> it's like, I'm oh. just chilling. I'll come maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. Who so, knows? So John Dorsey, the GM, says, you know, I've been trying to call Des Bryant. He's not returning my calls, whatever. <laughs> so instead of calling John Dorsey, Des tweets about it. He says, you know, I'm starting my visits next week. I'm coming to the land to see you, Mr. Dorsey. I'm like, that's how 2018 is that? You don't. It's like, oh, phone's ringing. You can't Who is even. Ah, uh, GM for a team I might want to play for. Prospective <laughs> no. employer. Nah, let me no. just go tweet about him. I'm going to tweet about him. Yeah. I'm not even text him back, right? I'm going to tweet about Kids it. Kids these days. Um, I would say for the most 2018 story, it's this, <laughs> and it's the fact that when the Niners signed Richard Sherman, he and owner Jed York had to unblock each other on Twitter. Those are the top two 2018 Come stories. Come on. But for Dez, do you like the fit potentially if he lands in Cleveland? <sighs> Once again, like there, there, there's so many outside variables, and one thing that's that's really inside is, is the health. Mm-hmm. And if you if you can put him in there, and everybody can be healthy, you know, I I think Tyrod Taylor can lead this team to some W's this year. And it, it might sound crazy, but that's 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 the the best part about the NFL is that from year to year, a team can go as we always like to say, from ashy to classy, right. r- real quick. <laughs> and you know, I mean, we haven't seen it w- with the Browns franchise, but you know. Hope springs eternal every single season. And I feel like if you could add a guy like Des Bryant, and I know he hasn't had a, a season with 1,000 or more yards since 2014, and, you know, it's not always easy to, to get in that DeLorean and, and be the player that you <laughs> once were. But I don't, I don't know. I, I think he could be complimentary. I think if, if Josh Gordon can get back there and, and he can do what needs to be done right. from him not only on the field but off the field as well, then they could have something going on, man. We'll see. But well, I, I, I would just rather see Des – and John Dorsey have, have a, a direct Actually exchange, yeah. <laughs> right? As opposed I'd be like, Martin, if you're at, you know, we're talking about coming on the show. I'm like, ah, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just tweet you and producer Christina. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll come on, maybe I won't. I don't know. Like, I, they asked, you know, they wanted me to come on. Know, I guess, like, this is sort of maybe like, I'm playing golf on Monday. Who knows? This is sort of like you know, like <laughs> elementary school or you know, junior high when when you like a girl and you yeah. get, you write the note to your your boy and you yeah. have him like take it over. Right? So yeah, yeah. That's kind of what this feels like, it right? Does. It does. <laughs> so, yes, no, or maybe. Right, exactly. Yeah. The check boxes. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to play for the Browns, Mr. Dorsey? Yes, no, yes, or, no maybe. or maybe check one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you talk about the receiver. I mean, Jordan, Josh Gordon's still away, kind of getting his mind right. Corey Coleman got traded. Antonio Callaway, uh, you know. Had his uh, his arrest the other day or last week. Come on, man. Um, you know, and I'm curious to see if the league is going to fine or suspend him. The Browns seem to kind of be waiting and seeing. Uh, and then Jarvis Landry's out here just yelling at people in the uh, in the I wide saw, receiver I saw room. Reenactment. Thanks. That was, that was uh, that, thank you. That was uh, a little bit of inspiration. So I got a you know, shout out to Jarvis for uh, for inspiration. I, got, I was a little bit jealous. Were you? You know, I like to dabble in profanities. This is true. When, when, when not on a hot when mic. Not, when not on a hot mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was like, I wish I could be on a I hot I think mic. I got them all out for the whole Saying season. Saying all those cussings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was surprised. That thing took off. So nice. I was uh, pleased to everyone. Thanks to everybody who uh, who shared that. But uh, so there, there are potentially some weapons there with Gordon and Landry. Dez, I think, you know, you talk about him not being the old, the guy that he was. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't have to be. You know, if Josh Gordon is, his, is himself and Jarvis Landry is the guy we know, Maybe Des doesn't have to be that dude who has a thousand yards. Maybe he can have eight hundred and fifty yards and still be okay in this offense. So I feel like if his if his touchdown numbers are up, his yardage numbers can be down. Right. You know that that's there has to be a give and a take. Something and to I balance feel like, out. Yeah, ex- exactly. So, I think Des would be on board with that. Also, I was like, I you know I know Baker Mayfield was great over the weekend, but uh, Tyrod, I still love Tyrod. Tyrod's pretty good, man. Tyrod's pretty good, man. Ty- I, I always say. If you could take 16 quarterbacks, mm. would Tyrod be in those 16? And I think if people got to s- sit and look at the numbers for a, a half an hour mm. and say, okay, here's who I want as my 16 quarterbacks, I think he would be in that. And I think to say you're a top half quarterback, that's that's pretty solid, man. Right. I mean, right. I wouldn't frown at that. Look, I think Bills fans are going to realize this year how oh, much they missed Tyrod. Like, ooh, what? Ha- oh. oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <See>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thought we was cool, baby. What that's, happened? That's what's going to be Bills fans this yeah. year. Uh, last bit of news, Jarek McKinnon, Niners running back, suffers a minor knee injury. Doesn't appear to be anything major. I don't think there's anything to stress about. I think everybody kind of freaked out at first, yeah. but now it appears to be minor. Uh, the Niners do have Matt Breda, who had a shoulder injury in the preseason game, and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, at first it was something to worry about. Doesn't seem like it's anything to worry about right now. It's, you know, it's, if it's reported, I feel like it's 
Right. You still might want to keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. See, yeah. look, I always you know, when I say. When was the last time someone reported on one of your injuries? Uh, never. No, mine either. Never. And, so, and if they did, I'd feel like it was it'd be pretty something, uh, something pretty significant. This is the thing. You know, you know, Ian Rappaport says the injury does not appear to be major. And I'm like, yeah, it's never major when it's not you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, it's not your knee, so like, yeah. so of course it, it's not me. Jarek McKinnon woke up this morning and was like, "Oh, ah, like it was. It's somewhat, it's you know, somewhat he's like, you know, he probably got out of bed like, oh, it hurts, and somebody yeah. was like, don't worry about it, it's just minor. Like, no, no it's, it's, it's my knee to you, right? Yeah. Exactly. So there you go. That is pretty much everything you need to know. <laughs> That was the news. Yeah, that's some old NFL films music. Yeah, yeah, I, I that love is. that, man. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know how anyone would talk down about that song. <laughs> yeah, it's dope, right? I mean, you can be. almost apply that as your theme music, like in uh, I'm, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. I'm gonna, right, I'm going to have a speaker on my shoulder and just walk when I walk around the building. Band. Right? The, the actual band. <laughs> walking the around band. the building. Exactly. You know, Why not? Just play it behind Why not? It. Hey, everybody, the wait is nearly over. Football, it's almost here. That means it's fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easy to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, and really who among us is, then FanDuel's clearly the place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. You don't believe us? How does this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. It's the biggest free Survivor Contest ever, and here's how it works. All you got to do is pick one team to win each week. You just can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. To get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash FantasyLive. That's FanDuel.com slash FantasyLive. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. It's a free $20 just for you. Come play at FanDuel.com slash FantasyLive. Uh, looking at some preseason week one takeaways. That this, Because, by the way, everybody, this was actually preseason week one. It was. Last week. It's, it's, it's strange. So, I know a lot of places, like in high school football, they'll have like a week zero, right? I've seen that. I've so seen I guess that. like last week would have been week zero but in why? the preseason. I, I don't know. I actually was, uh, I, I lived in a place where they had a week double zero, which Come is on. even weirder. Why would you even, why wouldn't you just go from one and, to, and four? Yeah, whatever, right. I don't know. Like someone has an, an aversion to like number <laughs> 17 or 18. <laughs> I don't or, know. I, so yeah, I've been over week, week double zero, I see week zero. So it's this. together. Even though the Bears and Ravens played in the Hall of Fame game, that was not week one. This was week one in the preseason. Yeah. But Michael Gallup, uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, we talk about Des Bryant not being in Dallas anymore. Uh, we know Alan Hearns is there. After that, you know, there's no Jason Witten. It's kind of a toss-up. But Michael Gallup is looking good. Uh, we know Zeke's going to be okay. And, you know, who knows what happens with the receivers. My question to you, though, is does all this make you feel better or worse about Dak Prescott this year? I think it makes me feel a little bit better because, you know, Jason Witten's gone, Des Bryant's gone. I think that's the old guard, man. Those mm-hmm. are Tony Romo's boys. Like, right. Not, not for nothing. I mean, that came in, and those guys were already there. Mm-hmm. And I, you never really saw a complete chemistry with, with either of them. I think there was more with, with Jason Witten. And, and I think that – not to say that there, there wasn't, you know, somewhat of a bond between Dak and Des, but that's not his guy. When he was mm-hmm. in, in crunch time and there were, when there were situations where he was looking, looking, looking – it. it it really wasn't for either of those guys. To, to me, Cole Beasley seems to right. be that's that's his boy. That's who he rides with. If I, man, if I'm in a jam, if I'm if I if I'm backed up against a wall, I'm looking for Cole Beasley mm. at, at all costs. And I think that this Michael Gallup cat, I'm, I'm thinking that there's going to be you know a, a lot of chemistry, a lot of cohesion between these guys because you know we, we thought about that you know be, before camp even got underway. I mean, there there were big expectations for Michael right. Gallup, and people thought that he was maybe a steal for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, we were talking with Jane Slater when she was out there at, at camp. We were talking with Steve Weish, and you know, we were, all reports were that he was out there killing. And I remember watching that game, and it, I almost saw it because they switched coverage. Mm-hmm. And then Gallup, I'm like, they're going right side down the sideline. And yep. sure enough, pow. And it was just like that, and it happened quick, fast, in a hurry. Right. And I, I think that we could see that a lot this season. And if the Cowboys get up on you quick via the wide receiving game, they're just gonna. I mean, they're gonna. They're gonna beat you to death. You Steady know, diet run. of Absolutely. Zeke at that point. Have fun with that. Right. Then you don't know. It's, so it's like it's almost like a, a, a pitching setup. Like, oh, you think a guy that throws 100 miles an hour is coming first pitch fastball? No, he hit you with the hammer first. Right. And now you're thinking. So you're in trouble from the very onset. Yeah. You mentioned Cole Beasley too. He's been hyping up this wide receiver group. I mean, you know, I don't know what he's going to say otherwise. He's not going to stand up there and say, you know, we we suck. 
But yep. but he, he there has been reports that him and Dak have gotten along that they're kind of working together. So maybe you know maybe he's a guy that we're we're sleeping on a little bit this yeah. year. I think this is the new this is the new generation, right? Like like Prince's band, right? You know the new uh, power generation. So we talk a little bit about the Browns and their quarterback situation. Baker Mayfield balled out. There's I mean there's no way around it. Uh, against the Giants on mm-hmm. Thursday. But the Browns say they're still sticking with Tyrod. I'm down with that. But I know that Hugh Jackson has a tendency to say things that don't necessarily end up being true at the end of the year. Do you think they stick with Tyrod all year long, or do we see Baker at some point? You know, I think it's the perfect situation for Baker Mayfield uh, to have a playoff caliber quarterback in the house, ready to run your system. You know, with with a bunch of new pieces and potentially a new piece in Des Bryant, if that all, if, if if Des ever wants to get off Twitter or, <laughs> and, and make a commitment to playing football, but uh, I, I think that to have Tyrod there, that's the perfect situation. It gives Baker that that ability to sit back, watch, learn, do it from professional. I mean, you, you watch Hard Knocks as I would imagine, right? And we we saw Hugh Jackson ask Baker Mayfield, yeah, yeah Tyrod, he was here early, right? Like, he's got his little routines. Like, where's your little routine? Mm-hmm. So I think that you know. Baker's going to learn, and he, like he said, he's like, I'm learning, man. I'm, I'm just a rookie. These, these are things that all co- come with the, with the territory, and I think that if he can learn behind a guy, a seasoned veteran like Tyrod Taylor, I mean, people forget Tyrod was a backup. Ty, Ty, Tyrod Taylor has a, a Super Bowl ring. Yep. You know, so I, I think that, you know, he's been there, he's done that, and him taking the Bills to the playoffs for the first time since 1999, like, I keep saying it, but 1999, our suits had a whole lot more buttons. <laughs> and, uh, They're a lot baggier than yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. So, for them to, to be able to take him out, put Nathan Peterman in, shoot themselves in both feet. Hey, Peterman. And, and, still, and still make it to the postseason with Tyrod. I think the Browns, they have something. So, I wouldn't stray away from that. I, I, unless Tyrod goes out there and looks terrible right. in every single preseason performance, it, it doesn't really matter because we, we, you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get a quality quarterback. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to be efficient. And every once in a while, if he if he has the right pieces, he's going to take a strike downfield. He, he's not, you know, he's not the, the biggest arm quarterback. However, I think he can still get it there. And when you have pieces, you know, like a Josh Gore, and you bring in a Des Bryant, and there's other compliments. You know, we'll see. Right. I think the other thing for the Browns is, you know, I know that yeah, obviously what, one win in the last two seasons, and, and everybody mm. says, you know, what do you have to lose? But they got to win some games, right? I mean, they're 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 not a playoff they're gonna win team. Some games they're going to win some, but I think you know. I think you got to go with the quarterback that gives you the best chance to win games. And right now, I just think it's Tyrod Taylor. I mean, if you're That's Hugh true. Jackson and you were one and thirty-one in your last two seasons, like you had to jump in the lake because you made a promise. Yeah, but you know, but hold on a second. They they have only won one game in the last two years. Right. But if if you go back two years ago mm-hmm. and you tell any other fan base in the National Football League, hey, guess what? Next season's going to be next season's the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be fire. And they're going to be one game away from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think many people would believe you outside no. of Jacksonville and Duval County. I think people so in Jacksonville probably wouldn't 100% believe you there either. I think they kind of knew what they had brewing. Right. You know, they started making moves. They started bringing guys in, Malik Jackson, Clays Campbell, mm-hmm. you know, A.J. Boy, and they brought those cats in. And I think that that was just something that they, they knew had to be done. But I don't think the, the – I mean, outside of the people in this building and, you know, in Duval County, I don't think a lot of people really knew right. what they had cooking down there. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, anything can happen. And, and I don't think that the Browns are going to be, you know, this year's Jacksonville Jaguar squad. No. I mean, but we've seen crazier things happen before. Yeah, I, look, I, I've got the Browns like 6-10. and 10. Which you know doesn't seem spectacular, but after the last two years, that sounds unbelievable. Right, that's yeah, that's yeah. improvement. That's that's great improvement. And so I, I you know, I, last I quarterback to win title. two games for the Browns, Johnny Manziel, huh? Yeah, now, uh, now getting rung up in Cle- in, uh, in Canada as a, as a member of the Alouette. The Alouette, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so you mentioned the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of hype around Blake Bortles in that passing game this this preseason, and played pretty well. Didn't play a ton over the weekend, but played pretty well. Um. Not to mention that he has maybe one of the, the firest Twitter accounts about him. Blake Bortles Facts, Facts is one of the most fire Twitter accounts out there right now. Are you are you he ready he to and Tom Brady each of you ready, ready maybe together to, five Super Bowl to rings. Believe, that's right. You know. Uh, are you ready to believe maybe in Blake Bortles? Like or is this uh, is this a thing that's happening? Can we start to get on board? You know, I've never been anti Blake Bortles. I'm I'm anti Blake Bortles hate. Okay. That's what, that's what I'm against. Okay. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to take things away from this guy. And is he the best quarterback in the National Football League? Absolutely not. But is he a starting quarterback on a solid team? Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Are there things that he could do better? For sure. But there's right. things that a whole bunch of quarterbacks can do better. And I think that he just gets maybe an unfair you know, 
slice of that cake. I don't, I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, there's a lot of disrespect right. that comes to, at my man Blake Bortles. And I don't know why. And well, it's, I'm, like, there's other quarterbacks who are, are worse right. or the, the, the same. And I, I'm not, like I'm saying, I'm not putting him at, at any kind of level, you know, like, like, a, like a Drew Brees, a Tom Brady, a Big Ben, and Eli mm-hmm. Manning. And I'm, I'm not even putting him where, where Tyrod is at right now. Right. But I think he has the potential. If, if everything falls into place, to, to do some things. And I think that, you know, with, with those offensive pieces, I mean, all you have to really do is just is don't mess it up. Right. And it, no one wants to really be a game manager, but it, everyone likes to be a winner. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know. What, what do you want to be? You, do you want to be, you know, underrated, overpaid? You know, what, what's, <laughs> right. what's the deal? What, what's better? I mean, I think part of it, you know, this is a guy, he was the number three overall pick. Uh, a few years ago, he didn't pick himself. He didn't pick himself. You I know, mean, no, he didn't tell anybody to do that. They didn't, you know, it's, <laughs> so, it's so, but he not his bad. He he did. He I think last year was a good example. Of what you mentioned, he didn't necessarily win a lot of games for him, but he didn't lose a lot of games exactly. for him. You know, and he and was other good quarterbacks enough. lost games for their teams. other quarterbacks lost games, and so I think if Bortles can kind of keep going with that and maybe get Balake. a little bit better, Balake, mm-hmm. um, I think I think you know. You know, he's he'll never be your your QB one in fantasy. He'll be a guy you pick off the waiver wire and you stream, and and that's fine. There's nothing. There's no shame in that. There's no. plenty of guys. Balake out there. will never be a a run. He will never be a a run. Never. I think that is perfect. <laughs> uh, last one, our preseason one takeaways. Sam Darnold, great quarterback or greatest quarterback? Preseason week number one. He's he's hall of he's preseason, preseason hall of fame. Week number one. He's preseason week one hall of fame right now. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is just, I, I've I've been laughing because. Oh, look, I'm, I am fight on forever, right? You know this. But, your, yeah, those are boys. But even watching how excited Jets fans get has been hilarious. It's, I mean, it's hilarious. They're a deprived fan base. <laughs> they, 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 I mean, what do they have to hang their hats on? It's not, not a whole bunch. No. I mean, the, the Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan years seem a long time away, man. I mean, those AFC championship games. They are. And, and the thing about it is, though, even those years, I mean, they weren't. Great. I mean, you know, Sanchez. No. I know. I know. We got him to a couple AFC Championship games. Their defense but their was de- nice, though. Their defense Real kind nice. of kind of got them there. I mean, yeah. so like, I don't know. Who's the, the last? I'm going back through and like the last really like solid quarterback they had with Chad Pennington. Um, yeah. You know, they had one year of Brett Favre, but that wasn't great. Or the NFL Legends Foundation. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I think he, he probably has an NFL Legends shirt on right now. <laughs> Every time I've seen Chad just, Bennington, he's rocking an NFL Legends polo. Yeah, you know, he just – His whole closet. It's actually probably just – Just lined. Know, just fused to his body at this point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the Jets haven't had a great quarterback in a long time. No. So, I get it. They're excited. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what happens. I want to see – I want to see Darnold succeed. I'm just amused by the whole thing. That's yeah. all. Speaking of Rex Ryan, I'd like to see Rex Ryan head coaching again. If Matt Nagy doesn't work out in Chicago, that's that's where I want to see him. I think that they should just make Rex Ryan the head coach of whoever Honorary is on Hard Knocks. Whoever's on Hard Knocks. <laughs> Let's get a snack. Yeah, you know, whoever's on Hard Knocks, <laughs> Rex Ryan is your coach, yeah. at least for the for the preseason. His just snacks so get, might not be as tasty these days. He's lost a He's pounds. lost some weight, lost yeah. some LBs there. Yeah. So, you know, who yeah. knows? Who Going knows? with something sweetened with uh, stevia as opposed to sugar oh, these there days. Oh, you go. Look at you. Um, all right, so here we go. A hot take takedown. So so everybody who watched NFL Fantasy Live last season, Cole would be hosting on Thursdays, and we would always do the hot take takedown. Last year, Thursday? Uh, I believe it was Thursday. The year season. before it was Friday. I think so, okay. yeah. All right. Um, and so, you know, basically it involved him with a, a toaster and uh, a, a, an oven mitt. I'm going to miss that segment. And, <laughs> and uh, just, just firing off hot takes and getting our, our feeling on whether or not they were too hot, if they made sense, or whatever. So I got three of them here for you. Mm. Um, so first one, Joe Flacco, who right now, according to his ADP on fantasy football calculators, going undrafted, uh, right. Uh, you know, we've all talked about Lamar Jackson and what his future could be, but Flacco's the starter. So I'm saying Joe Flacco will have more fantasy points than Jared Goff, who right now is the QB 15. Wrong. Wow. It's too hot for you. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jared Goff, Goff has too many weapons. I think you know even you know even even passes you know to, to Todd Gurley are going are going to work out for him. <laughs> they're you know when when things work, I think his numbers are going to stack up. And I, I mean, I, I've never even entertained the thought of having Joe Flacco on my fantasy roster. They're not saying he's not a good quarterback, right? But he's just not a, a fantasy guy that really stirs the pot for me. I mean, have you ever had a measure fantasy quarterback before? I have. Tell not. the truth. I have not. Okay. I have not. Have you ever thought about saying, "Hey, man, I, I want 
who the Ravens play this week? Oh, man, I really could use Flacco on my team. You never said that. Not, not once, that I can recall, no. Not once, not ever. Not that I can recall. And no disrespect. <laughs> but, sorry, Joe. I'm sure Joe is not losing any sleep about this. He's like, oh, my God, baby. Cole Wright has never had me on his fantasy team. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's drying his tears with money, $100 bills. He's probably got those $5,000 bills. That cat's got so much loot. He does have some loot. Loot. So, I mean, the reason I'll tell you the reason that I, I put this out here because – and I've, I've kind of drank the Kool-Aid a little bit because I know they got Michael Crabtree, who was pretty good the last couple years with the Raiders. Um, the the revival of John Smokey Brown kind of has me a little bit fired up. Um, so I mean, there there are things there. You know, Hayden Hurst is their rookie tight end potentially. They've got some guys to catch it out of the backfield. Name, Hayden Hurst. I mean, plus he's got the long red hair that comes out of the back of his helmet. I feel it's like fire. he he should come at least one week of the season. Mm-hmm. He should come to the arena dressed as Hunter Hearst Helmsley from back in the day. Hair so, in a ponytail, ruffled shirt, riding pants, high so boots. We gotta, so That'd be fire. At some point, we got to have this debate. And it, can't, it may not be this year because okay. Hunter Henry is hurt, but we have Hunter Henry and Hayden Hurst. Yeah. And one of those guys – Both know, very stately names. Very stately names. Mm-hmm. One of them should be able to claim, you know, kind of the NFL's version of Triple H at some point. Yeah. I so, feel like they, you I should say the, both of their names with clenched jaws. Hunter Henry. Not, no, not like that. Almost like uh, Thurston Howell. You know, oh, like, like a Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah. Oh. Like that, like that oh, aristocratic that. guy from got Family it. Guy. Oh, yeah, like yeah, James William Bottom to <laughs> exactly. the third or whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That All right, so uh, next hot take. And this one, we can kind of get into some other things here. DJ Moore, Panthers rookie wide receiver, yep. will score more touchdowns than Kelvin Benjamin, Cam Newton's least favorite wide receiver. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm riding with Cam right now. All right. Because – did you see the? I saw, the, saw the interaction. Yes, I saw the interaction. Kelvin Benjamin kind of went out he, soft, man. Yeah, I mean, if just you're gonna, if you're going to run your mouth about a cat like that, you got to uh, you got to you got to be willing to to stand up and talk to him exactly face to face. And, it, and he was, I mean, backpedaling. And if 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 someone steps to me like that, guess where I'm going? My feet are standing I mean, right in the ground, unless I really feel like this dude's about to beat me down. As somebody said on Twitter, Kelvin Benjamin still couldn't get separation. Wow, <laughs> like I just saw it mean, and that, that was Thomas Davis who was talking yes. to him earlier, right? And Which, he, by the way, Cam I love Cam Moore just, like, just shoot him uh, out of the way. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> hey, beat it, scram! You bother me, kid? Because like, like I, whoa, whoa. at first I thought it was just like a you know a rookie or somebody. Like that. I was like, that's, that's Thomas Davis. Yeah, that's TD. Yeah. He just like shoot uh-huh. away like that. And I, I don't know, man. Like I, I just I think the fact that he put that out there about Cam. May, may, Maybe it's going to you know, inspire Cam to work a little bit harder this year. Hopefully it does because I think he's one of the, the most talented quarterbacks that we've seen in, in the history of the league. Could right. he be one of the best? Absolutely. But I, I think that Kelvin Benjamin underproduces, man. And yeah. I think this year, I mean, who's their quarterback? Do we, do we 100% even know? No, we don't. I mean, I mean that's we, a, thought, it, we thought A.J. McCarron was going to be a guy that's going to take that next step in Cincinnati. Everyone said he's, he's ready to be a starter, but right. – from everything you're hearing, Nathan Peterman's winning that quarterback battle right now, and then there's still Josh Allen. Like they right. didn't draft him in the first round if if they had plans, you know, on, on playing other guys. Right. Yeah. You know, I I think it's one. I, yeah. Sure. We all know Cam Newton is not the most accurate quarterback out there, but to suddenly throw him under the bus makes makes you look bad. And then on top of as you mentioned, you go to a a worse quarterback situation if you're Kelvin Benjamin. You're in Buffalo. Yeah. Things are not going to be better for you. And so maybe you know I I'm just saying maybe Cam looks at DJ Moore and says, you know what. I got this guy here. I'm going to make him a star in the like Kelvin Benjamin. You know, the, the way that, that Cam punked out Kelvin Benjamin to a certain extent mm-hmm. it makes me give him a, somewhat of a free pass for some of his whack outfits. Okay. Somewhat, <laughs> because it showed me that he still has a little bit of old school in him. Because right. most kids these days, they don't they do not do that. Right. Like, they would have just beefed on Twitter. But the fact that Cam stepped to him, like, hey, if you got an issue, mm-hmm. then let it be known. Right. Like, there's well, a problem. And to Cam's know. credit, he's like, you know, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I'm not going to debate him in the media. I'm not going to debate him. So yeah. she's like, I'm just going like to talk to him. I'm just like, going to talk to him. That's what men do. Like, and we'll go have it out. We don't, right. you know, we're not, not going to sit here and dog anybody out on Twitter. Like, if you got a right. beef, like, I'll come up to you. I won't be wearing a funny hat and have a raccoon <laughs> tail sticking out of my back pocket. But either way. Uh, all right. Last uh, hot take here. This is the new one. This is one I've kind of latched onto. Leonard Fournette will finish the season as the fantasy RB1. He will be the best running back in fantasy football this year. I'm going to go with it, man. Okay. I'm going to go with it. Sweet. Because uh, he, he did clown me on Twitter. Speaking of uh, <laughs> things on Twitter, he said I had a head like a sugar baby. Like a sugar a baby. A sugar baby. Wow. Um, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, a segment on Total Access where we were going through tweets. 
and we, we, the one where he was walking with the you know, the the Louis Vuitton bag, mm-hmm. and I was we, we I said he had a full a, a full grown man beard. Right. I said his beard was like thirty six years old, <laughs> and I, I was just saying that because I out, out of respect because right. he he. He runs. He's so mature. Everything he does, and, and not saying he looks like he's old. He's not like Samaj P. Ryan. Samaj <laughs> P. Ryan does look like he's a, he's a little bit older than someone's uncle. But I'm just saying, like Leonard Fournette is that grown man. Like I mean, see, he he was 28 when he was 12. You know. So and then he said, like he thought he thought I was trying to clown. And I'm like, you you know, I'm an LSU guy. So right. clearly, I, I'm rolling with Leonard Fournette. And he, he said I had a head like a sugar baby. I told him, man, no disrespect. I was just giving so, you a shout out. I will say this though, like you know, maybe it. it that might be love from Leonard Fournette. I say that he likes to clown. He, he likes to clown. Like I, I love it. I pulled up this, uh, you know, this Instagram thing uh, with a picture of Jalen Ramsey getting ready to get on the plane, and the first comment was from Leonard Fournette where he says, uh, "Jalen looks like a single mama." Yeah, so, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he was clowning. So he's clowning. So yeah. you know, maybe it, it could just be all love between you and, and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, hopefully so, because I think he's a beast, and I think he's going to be, you know, one of the key components for that squad this year. And we saw it last year, and I think we'll see it again this year. You know, if, if he can run at a hundred percent. I mean, he's a dangerous man. So that that's. I mean, that, everyone that's a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, they already know. But I think he could finish the season as a running back. One, you know, who knows? Who knows? We'll, yeah. we'll see. Uh, yeah. And plus, he's the uh, he's one of the members of my off season nice. BSOHL club. Okay. He's in the best shape of his life, like uh, okay. you know, like a whole bunch of other dudes. Nice. So. Well, you know, he, he uh, a funny guy, just like Zach Banner, also a funny guy, ah, friend, friend of the go. network, got picked that's up right. by the Steelers. That's right. Shout out to Zach Banner, former Trojan. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. So. Uh, Leonard Fournette potentially a boom or bust guy. Mm. And somebody else wants to talk about some more boom or bust guys. Let's go to the phones. Well, one of the things I, I like to do on the show is bring on people with some uh, some different opinions and some, some different ways of looking at things. And to join me today on the phone is Mike Taglier. You can find him at Fantasy Pros, where he is their lead NFL writer and analyst. Also the co-host at the Fantasy, po- uh, Fantasy Pros podcast. And uh, he's got a, a little thing about boom and bust. He's writing for his second straight year. But I uh, wanted to welcome Mike to the show. Mike, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me on. I'm always down to talk some football. Absolutely. Well, we are uh, getting right into the heart of things. And, and I was reading your boom and bust series. I know this is the second year you've done it and, and found some things that were absolutely fascinating. Uh, and, and starting with the quarterbacks, because – you talk about boom and bust, and you kind of set levels per game for players that, that count as that. And, and sort, of, sort of more looking at how often they go boom, how often they go bust, versus maybe just looking at their wide receiver one or quarterback one or what have you. And you talk about Deshaun Watson, and obviously he was huge, and he went boom a lot. And we got him, you know, we saw a fairly small sample size. Now I've seen him coming off the board as the QB2 in some situations are we a little bit too hyped? I mean, is is this guy worthy of being a top five quarterback pick this year? That's the thing is like by people drafting him as high as the QB two next to Aaron Rodgers, you're almost betting on him doing exactly what he did last year, you know. But but looking at it, the reason that I don't see it happening and the reason I believe he's being overdrafted is because if you look at Watson's nine and a half percent touchdown rate from 2017, that was second to only Peyton Manning since the NFL merger, a number that could essentially be cut in half in 2018 and still be above average. I mean, think about it this way. Even if we gave him Tom Brady's touchdown percentage last year, it would have cut his touchdowns from 19 to 11. His fantasy points per game would have went down to eighth per game. It's not bad, but again, it's not, it's not the great, you know, that number two quarterback that you're paying for. I mean, with Watson, you're talking about a five-game sample size. Did you know, like a fun fact that I've talked about on my podcast, Blake Bortles was the number one fantasy quarterback from week 12 through week 16, which was also a five-game sample, yet he's being drafted outside the top 20 quarterbacks. I'm not saying that Watson should be down you know, outside the top 10 or anything, but when you're drafting a quarterback you know, number two uh, among quarterbacks, take someone like Russell Wilson, who has done it uh, for three of the last four years. He's one of the most consistent quarterbacks in fantasy football, and you just don't have to worry about if, if that five-game sample was just too small. Yeah, you know, you talk about Blake Bortles, too, and I was the guy who midway through the last season kept telling everybody, try to get Bortles, trade for Bortles, pick him up. Mm-hmm. The schedule sets up well for him. So I, I felt kind of vindicated at the end of that, and uh, you saying that makes me you know, pat myself on the back once again. <laughs> um, Kirk Cousins, I mean, obviously there are big expectations for him now with the, uh, with the Vikings. Last year, I was shocked when I saw this. He went bust, basically, according to your, you know, your, your scenario, almost 44% of the time. Mm-hmm. Now he's in Minnesota with presumably some better weapons around him. Do you see him maybe being a little more consistent this year? 
he should be more consistent. I'll, I'll be clear about that. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a situation with quarterbacks I want to be clear about in that, you know, outside of, like, the top tier where the Russell Wilsons and Aaron Rodgers, there's not many guys that finishes a QB1 more than 50% of the time. As a matter of fact, in this series, I went through it. There were just five quarterbacks last year who finished as a top 12 performer more than 50% of the time. Kirk Cousins wasn't one of them. Tom Brady wasn't one of them. So, but the Cousins, the reason that he's such a risky fantasy pick is because people look at him and he's like, well, he's finished top eight in each of the last three seasons. That's fine overall, but he's been really inconsistent. Actually, over the last three years, he's busted, which I consider a bust for a quarterback, less than 14 fantasy points. That's going to hurt you. It could potentially cost you the week. 18 of 48 games over the last three years, Cousins has busted. There, there were 19 quarterbacks who posted a lower percentage than him in 2017, including Marcus Mariota, who had a bad year, Tyrod Taylor, who had essentially no weapons, and Josh McCown, who obviously you know is on the last legs of his career. The weapons are better in Minnesota, but so is the defense. So he's going to see there's going to be less total pass attempts than what he did while with Bruton out there in Washington, but uh, it should be a little bit more efficient. I, I'm not, I don't want to say efficient because he's been really efficient, uh, but a little more consistent, absolutely. Uh, over to the running back side, LaShawn McCoy has been a guy that just scares the heck out of me this year. And I know that you know he's a guy who generally has been more boom than bust, even in Buffalo where you know they haven't been all that great. But this year, everything looks so scary about him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy, right, for being worried about LaShawn McCoy this year, am I? I don't think you're crazy at all. No, I'd call him a Hall of Fame running back. I think he's one of the best of the generation. But he's now playing on what should be a bottom five scoring NFL offense behind a bottom five offensive line that they lost three really good starters from last year. Like three guys who could potentially be, you can call them Pro Bowl talents. So with that being said, there's a place for him in fantasy football because you can't find the type of touches that LaShawn McCoy gets outside of the top two rounds. You just can't do it. Knowing the off-the-field question marks, the fact that people are, are a little bit weary of a potential suspension, it, he's turning into somewhat of a value. He's not a sexy pick. He's not someone you're going to draft and you're going to look at your team and be like, wow, this team just has so much upside. LeSean McCoy doesn't come with top three upside anymore, especially with this team. You're going to get a low-end RB1 provided he plays all 16 games. And, you know, that's kind of the way that I sometimes approach fantasy drafts where you can't win a league in the first couple rounds, but you can definitely lose it. Uh, knowing that McCoy, it seems that he's going to avoid some of the legal issues. I think he's a back-end RB1. Again, he's not going to win you your fantasy league, but he's also not going to lose it. Uh, I know you were really worried about Jay Ajayi, but you were so concerned that you wrote a separate column about your, your Jay Ajayi concerns. But is there, yeah. is there any hope that things get better now that he's in a better offense in Philadelphia versus when he was in Miami? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is going to a better offense with a better offensive line is never a bad thing, right? But the fact that Jay Ajayi, he's a, one of three running backs over the last four years who has totaled at least 200 carries and didn't finish the top 24 running back. I mean, there's been a lot of, of bad running backs on bad teams who are part of that list that got 200 carries. I mean, Jonathan Stewart was on that a couple times, even though he doesn't catch passes. So, yes, there's concern about Ajayi. The upside, again, you, you talked about it being part of a better offense. Now, the question Carson Wentz, is he going to be ready for the start of the season? We're starting to have doubts on that, right? Uh, now, Alshon Jeffrey, the news came out today that Alshon Jeffrey might start the season on the pup list. Darren Sproles is coming back for his final season, and he said this is it. Uh, you know, Peterson loves him. He's the only running back who has ever played for Doug Peterson and totaled more than, I think, it's 43 snaps with the Eagles. So when you're averaging, you know, 33 or 35 snaps like a Jai was with the Eagles towards the end of last season, with Darren Sproles out of the lineup, it's really concerning because you just don't see top-tier fantasy running backs with that low of snap count. So he might finish as an RB2 overall at the end of the season, but I think the ride is just going to be much bumpier than people would prefer when they're using a top-18 running back pick on, it, on someone like Ajayi. Uh, staying in the division, over in Washington, obviously the big news for, for the Redskins, no Darius Geis after he tore his ACL uh, over the weekend. How much does that change things for this back? I mean, Chris Thompson's obviously there still. I don't know what, what else do we do with the rest of this backfield because they, they concern me a lot. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking me this question the last couple of days, and I think it's a competition between Samaji Tiran and Rob Kelly. Now, Rob Kelly reportedly got in really good shape. He lost some weight this offseason, anticipating a battle for the starting job. And then once they drafted Geis, you kind of like, okay, that's not going to happen. But now he's back in that battle. I think that Washington would prefer to have Samaji Tiran win that job, considering they spent a fourth-round pick on him last year. But Kelly might turn out to be the better option here. Right now, I'm remaining 
completely open-minded about the whole thing because I don't think there's a clear-cut starter of those two. I think it's going to be a competition over the next couple games for them. Meanwhile, Chris Thompson, my concerns with him come down to a psychological thing. Uh, My wife, she's a nurse, and I've gone through, I've had a bad, I've had back surgery before, and I've talked to her about the psychological portion of like returning from injuries. And Chris Thompson seems like he's a person still dealing with a lot of issues mentally. He says that he's worried about when he cuts, is you know, something going to happen? If a a defender falls on his leg the wrong way, is it going to break it again? So there's some, and he's also mentioned that doctors tell him he won't be 100% until November. One fun fact I have for you, I posted it in my 82 interesting facts from 2017. There have been 265 running backs who've totaled at least 100 touches over the last five years. Alvin Kamara was number one in terms of fantasy points per touch over a season. Chris Thompson in 2017 was the number two running back in points per touch. So his his efficiency was almost undervalued in 2017, but I have my concerns about his life, though. Talking to Mike Taglier from Fantasy Pros, uh, when I looked at the wide receivers, the thing that, that blew me away, uh, no bust games for DeAndre Hopkins. I, I don't even have a question. I'm just amazed. I mean, I, just with all the volume that he got and the, the rotating door, you know, he's had a quarterback and stuff like the fact that he that he was so good so consistently is just is just phenomenal to me. Um, yeah. But the, the big question for me when it comes to wide receivers have we gone too far with the, the Julio Jones hate? I mean, the guy slipped to the second round. Everybody's talking about his lack of consistency. But according to your numbers, I mean, it just it seems like last year was sort of an anomaly, and everything else kind of has been, you know, he's been Julio. Yeah, I made it a point, too, because in these articles, I only post last year's stats, but with some players, I feel the need to show you their career and what they've done. Julio had a very down year in 2017. But if you look at it in relation to his career averages, he's far from a boomer bust player that people have kind of labeled him as. I mean, I just think people are setting their expectations way too high because since 2011, now I have this data, I've been kind of going through it over players' careers. Since 2011, the only players with a higher wide receiver two or better percentage in the NFL are Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, and Antonio Brown. Those are also the only players with a lower bust rate than Julio Jones. So the next time someone tells you that Julio Jones is too boomer bust, it's not true at all. <laughs> it's really not. He just, it's just the expectations, you know, because he's so – if you were to prototype a wide receiver and say, I'm going to build a wide receiver in my mind or in Madden, you would build Julio Jones. <laughs> like, the guy is a prototype. If he had scored more touchdowns last year, I believe his numbers would have been away. So you add Calvin Ridley there, maybe he helps to tr- – like, be a detractor away from Julio Jones and maybe he gets some more red zone targets in 2018 but uh yeah Julio Jones is if you put him at the end of the first round beginning of the second I consider that a steal I just I think he he may have fallen victim to his own success I mean 1800 yards and eight touchdowns yeah. back in 2015 it just yeah it, it just seems like yeah. it's, it's hard to, to, to maintain that um tight ends the last thing about about boomer bust you know we know Gronk we know Kelsey you're going to be fine but looking at kind of the, the bust rates uh, of some of, of the rest of these tight ends, I mean, I know this is going to be an overreaction, but it almost makes sense to just stream the position unless you're getting Gronk or Kelsey, right? Yeah, that's the thing is, like, when you look at it, like, the percentages, like, you can see a clear-cut tier among the top three between Gronk, Kelsey, and Zach Ertz where they posted top 12 percentages at least 70% of the time. There was nobody else that even gets close to that territory. I mean, nobody else was over 56%. So, you know, Gronkowski, Kelsey, and Ertz all belong in that top tier, but the thing that separates Gronk and Kelsey for me, and the reason that I don't think Ertz should be considered in that tier, is that last year, Gronk and Kelsey accounted for 11 of the 32 games in which a tight end cracked 20 TPR points. All right, Think about this for a second. A massive, that's almost 35% of the best performances for tight end last year came from two players who also missed a combined three games. And on top of that, they also posted the lowest bust rate among tight ends as just five of their combined 29 games that have less than seven PPR points. So what you're paying for with those guys is that they don't bust very often. You know, it's, it's anywhere in that, you know, 15 to 20% range, but you're paying for the boom factor, like that 20 point performance, because no other tight ends do that more than once or twice a year. These guys are doing it, you know, last year it was 33 and 43%. So I would pay for those two, but Ertz, Despite him having like a career year last year, he only had one game over 20 PPR points. So I would not pay for him in that tier. He's someone that falls into, you know, like that middle, late third round. And it's like, I guess you consider him. 
But Gronk and Kelsey definitely belong in that 2 3 turn. All right, now before I let you go, I always ask my guests their, their pick of pop. The thing in pop culture uh, that is current that they feel like everybody needs to check out, uh, what, what, are you, what are you digging on right now? Oh, I want to do something. This is a neat question because, like, I am I'm so far behind on pop culture, but sometimes, <laughs> like, I I fall into things, right? Because I don't listen to the radio anymore. Okay. But I listen to podcasts and Spotify. Spotify introduced me to NF. Like, you know, we talk about the NFL. Mm-hmm. Take away the L. NF. Um, he's such a talented storyteller, and he and he doesn't swear in any of his songs, which is a huge plus for someone like me who has kids. Um, I didn't. I had never heard of him until it was like. I don't know, eight months, six or eight months ago. Okay. And uh, I came across this song, and uh, ever since then, I've been a massive fan, and I feel like he's, this, this kid's just going to keep blowing up. And uh, I feel like I'm in on the ground level, I guess, uh, right. because he hasn't, he's not huge yet. But have you heard of NF? I have not, so you have introduced me to something new. Yes, he's, uh, he's extremely talented. Um, there's, there's a lot of similarities with him and Eminem, where they grew up in Detroit and all this stuff, but he's... Uh, People have said, are you a Christian rapper? And he's like, well, I'm Christian, I'm a rapper, but I don't label myself as a Christian rapper. Um, but he's so talented. Like I said, he's a storyteller, and uh, you can just listen and hear him tell you a story through the lyrics. So it's, it's definitely something to check out. Cool, fantastic. Oh, by the way, Mike, you and I are going to be in the same location uh, coming up this weekend for the uh, the King's Classic uh, Experts Fantasy Draft uh, out in Canton. So I'm looking forward to that. I get to, you know, get to hang out a little bit. Yes, sir. I hope you're going to go to the Browns game because we're going to be going there and um, we're all going to be hanging out. So if you guys are going to be in the area, stop at the Browns game and uh, we get to watch Baker Mayfield uh, crush on the Bills. Yeah, sadly, sadly, I will not be able to make it to the game, but I'm looking forward to Saturday and, and hanging out at the Hall of Fame and, and drafting with all you guys. That should be a lot of fun. Heck yeah, man. Look forward to it. Absolutely. Mike, appreciate the time, man. Take care. Yep, take care. Thanks to Mike Tagliere at Fantasy Pros. Check out his work there. Also check out his Fantasy Pros podcast, but not until after you're done with this one. Listen to this one first, then go listen to Mike's, and then we'll all be all good. So uh, as we get out of here, you know, some maybe non-fantasy stuff. One little thing, I'm calling it the lineup. Uh, we kind of do our top five, our own little personal rankings of things. I was going to call it, you know, rank this, but I feel like when Adam Rank comes back, he might ask me for royalties, so yeah. I changed the name. Um did you see this gridiron burger thing that the Trash. Cardinals put out? Trash. Okay, for anybody who doesn't know, garbage. the Arizona Cardinals have a burger you can buy. It's $75 at their stadium. It is five one-third pound <laughs> burger patties, five all-beef hot dogs, five brats, 20 slices of American too cheese, much. eight slices of bacon, and eight chicken tenders. That's, that's sh- they should call it the show-off burger. Because it's a, hey, look at me burger. Look at, look at me, everybody. I'm coming back from the concession stand with this giant burger that no one can even eat. I mean, how can you even take a bite out of that? Ian Rappaport, they gave him one uh, during ITC like a week ago. And first off, the thing is larger than his head. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, I, too, it's too much. Uh, That's too much. And I've always said, like, baseball is known for this kind of stuff, right? Baseball stadiums have these ridiculous food items and stuff that, that I think are trying to kill their fans. So I feel like football said, you know what? Let's get in the game. Let's get in this Let's game. Let's throw our hat in there. We ring. can't jump in. We've mm-hmm. got to jump in this. So, because of that, I want your list of your top five stadium foods. It can be specific. It can be like if you want to say, you know, Dodger Dogs or whatever else. You can do specific. But I want, and uh, give me that drum loop, because I want your top five stadium foods. Ooh, hold on a second. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a drum roll. Like you <laughs> gave me like a quest love. Like, <laughs> nice little one-two on the hi-hat. Um... You know, I, I, I'm more super Dodger dogs, okay, as opposed to Dodger dogs, okay. But when it comes to specificities, I'll go super Dodger. And you know, I do. It, does the top five have to be in? in no, no order. And it could be in non, no, in no, no, order. no, no okay. order. Yep. Well, I'll go super Dodger dogs. I'll throw those out there. Okay. I will also throw out the the brats at U.S. Cellular in okay. Chicago, but. In, What's the name of that? Uh, it's rate. Like something, something like that. Like, right, right. The J.G. Wentworth Stadium <laughs> <laughs> had a structured settlement, but I need cash now. The, they have a, uh, the, the brats there. You get you know, uh, spicy mustard and, right. the, and the grilled onions. And also they have a bag of churros. Oh. And I don't know if they still have them. Okay. But if we could get in that DeLorean and go back <laughs> to, I don't know, you know, early 2000s, they had a bag of like – it was eight short churros. Okay. And if you were to add them up, they would be like 
I don't know, like three feet long. <laughs> and they were the same price as the one-foot-long churro. And okay. I'm like, it's, are people clearly not seeing me? Just do the math. All right. Just add those churros up. So Dodger Dog, the Brats at the, at the cell, the uh, the churros at the cell. Um, I have to go uh, funnel cake. Ooh, that's a good call. Those are always good. But that's that's good always call. if you really feel indulgent. Right. Normally when I go to a Dodgers game you know, here in, in L.A., I, I go with two Super Dodger Dogs. Okay. A bag of peanuts, a, an adult beverage. All right. A Negro Modelo or a Shock Top, preferably. Right. And uh, if I'm feeling indulgent, I go with the, uh, with the elephant ear funnel cake. Wow. I think maybe for, for, to round things out, just go with just, just why not go with just the beer? I'm down with that. That's stadium foods. I All mean, right. You, no. If you get a heavy enough beer, it's it's food like. I'm down. It. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. All right, so I'll that's, give you that's mine. That's the end of the drum roll. I'll Mark, give you mine. But the drum roll. All right, so we, 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 we'll, we'll re-rack that. Uh, we'll re-rack the drum, right. the drum, the drum loop, and uh, I'll give you my five. All right, in no particular order, beer. Oh, that, because you, because you okay. because duh. Um, at a, I, I always got to get a chocolate malt at a baseball game. Just those little chocolate, yeah, the wooden spoon, the little, little spoon. Okay. Like I gotta get a chocolate malt. Sure. Um, Dodger dogs, and I'm the I'm the Dodger classic super. I'm the classic, just the classic Dodger dog with. With uh, onions, mustard, mustard, and ketchup. I put ketchup on them too. <laughs> Cole's leaving now because I said ketchup. <laughs> but a Dodger dog. Blasphemy. Um, I will tell you, I went to Camden Yards. Okay. And I had a crab mac and cheese Ooh. hot dog. Macaroni and cheese and crab on top of a hot dog. It's like it's like Baltimore just knew I was. They they spoke to was me. It too, was it messy? That's the thing. It was. Which made it all much better. See, I hate messy. Fantastic. If, it's, if it needs to be big, just make it big. It doesn't need to always be messy. And this is one. And so, like, I guess it is stadium food, but it's not. And everybody in L.A. knows this. The danger dogs. When you walk out of the stadium and there's those people with the carts and the, the cooking sheet and the, and the cans of Sterno. And they've got those hot dogs with the bacon wrapped around them. I, I'm, I'm and the bacon, onions and I'm, the peppers. I don't get with bacon wrapped, man. The bacon wrapped danger dogs, it is... It is the best six dollars you'll ever spend, and they're out in front of every stadium in LA, and they're also out in front of like random bars at like two thirty in the yeah, morning, like yeah. selling these things. Seriously, I, I, at this point, I've probably taken about three years off my life eating them, mm. but I don't care. They're fantastic. I'm good with the bacon wrap, man. Best. I don't know why. Best. I don't uh, get with the bacon wrap. Best six dollars you will ever spend. Producer Christina, you roll with bacon wrap. Get the bacon wraps. I like bacon wrap. I don't. I don't See? Them. See? You, you've went. done. You've done the danger dogs from the carts out front, right? I have, I have not. Oh, yeah, you got to. Every <laughs> time you go – when you go to a sporting event in Los Angeles, they're usually hanging out in front of their, uh, you know, just like advertising their hot dogs. And, uh, you know – I'll try them out. Someone has created a, a food empire in this town with basically a shopping cart, a baking sheet, and some cans of Sterno, and it's it's everything you need. I, I feel like loaded fries also goes with that. I feel like messy. everywhere is too always – and you can't eat it with your hands. No, you need, like yeah, you need a fork. You need a fork. You can't really – like, it takes away from the crispiness of the French fries. Like yeah, too much stuff. soggy, but, oh, see, yeah. but I like I like soggy French fries. I like, I like them what? soggy and salty. Ketchup on your hot dogs? Soggy <laughs> and salty. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, do. soggy is not something I want associated with my food. And I feel like, I feel like maybe that's, the, that's a bad word. Like, it's, it's a poor description. But, like, softer maybe? Like, mm. not, not non-crispy. Softer's fine. Right. Wow. So, but, yeah. But it's, I, uh, I don't know. It all goes back to the bacon wrap. I got me, me not liking bacon wrapped hot dogs got me sick as a dog. Uh. Week one. Two years ago, they bring lobster tails up there on right. on, set, on Sunday mm-hmm. first week. You know, everyone's up there watching the games. I go with the lobster tail, and there's wow. bacon wrapped or regular hot dogs. Okay, so I get lobster and a regular hot dog. Everyone else is eating bacon wrap, and then I get me and Mooch were doing highlights after the show. I was laying down, sweating. <laughs> went went home. My wife and daughter were out of town, and man, ended up getting violently ill. I tried to blame it on the lobster tail. Went back to work the next day on for Monday night. Right, everyone's like, "Oh, I had the lobster. It was great." Like everyone's like, I ate the bacon wrapped <laughs> hot dogs. I was the only one that had the regular uh, hot dogs. See. And I feel like they uh, see, they played you for the hot yeah, dog. They, they sat around in their own bath water for a while. <laughs> Yuck. Uh. Oh man, this has been a fun show. That will do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. Thanks to Mike Taglier. Thanks to Cole Wright. Thanks for hanging in, man, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks as always to producer Christina as well. And always remember, if you think no one cares about you, try missing a student loan payment or two. We'll see you on Thursday.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.